Welcome to Family Unmuted, where Ruben and Tiana Estrada open the door to their lives as real estate brokers, owners of a family business, parents, and everything in between. This is our world, Unmuted. Welcome back to another episode of Family Unmuted. We're back with episode nine, On the Fly. (laughs) Yes. So I'm just to open up the questions with real estate topics um this one might hurt you guys at first physically (laughs) well not physically but emotionally uh it's been a topic of the weekend or the week for us okay why don't you have rentals Mm. um i don't know if i have a good answer for that we sold a lot of foreclosures from 2005 to 2012. Um, had many opportunities to purchase rental properties. Um, I think personally, we just didn't have the bandwidth to figure that aspect out, that side of the business out. Um, I don't, I don't, honestly, I just don't have a good answer. Mm. Well, I think for me, it was just life in general kind of got in the way. It was, especially in the time where it was a great opportunity to buy a lot of investments. We, I mean, we've talked about this, but there were literally times where dad worked 24 hours straight. He slept at the office. The amount of business that was happening during that time we had zero time for anything else other than making sure our kids were okay and handling the business that we had. And that was such a whirlwind of a time that you wake up one day and you're like, oh, retrospect, hindsight, probably should have done something. But when you're in it, you're just not looking at it that way. And as time went on, you know, you kids got older, but then we have another child and then another child and the timing has just not been right as far as our circumstances for us we haven't been in that season yet is kind of how i think right or wrong i think that you could call it an excuse um i could see both sides of it like well you should have just like you make time for things that are important to you you probably should have made time for that that mm-hmm. should have made time for that um, I think it was our first real cycle um, where we had uh, we'd gotten into the real estate business in a hot sellers market went through the recession period came out just recently through another sellers market so that was one full cycle that normally averages about seven years but this has averaged, gosh, 2005 to a couple years ago, maybe even a year ago. Um, that's 15, 15 16, years. 16 year cycle. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not an excuse either. It's just, we didn't do it. We're sorry we didn't do it. And we're going to do something about it so that we don't have to answer that question I think it's like, I think, well, yeah, (laughs) well, I think it's like anything in life, you know, Uh, you just, 
you don't realize what you had or could have had until you don't have it. And though that's just one of those areas where probably the only regret we have in our business journey is not building a real estate portfolio. Um, because as we've grown as business owners and as we've grown as real estate professionals, our situation would look a lot different right now mm. had we done that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's that's probably the only regret that we have. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like when you get into like real estate, like if you want to become a real estate agent, you don't look on real estate investing. You know, well, and that's like, a, that's a good point. Like we are so invested mm-hmm. on helping our clients build the things and find their investments and do. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like the carpenter who their house has a bunch of unfinished projects because they're so busy mm-hmm. doing everybody else's projects, or the hairstylist whose hair is a mess because they're so busy doing everybody else's hair. It's it's like that. You bring up a good point. It it is like that in mm-hmm. real estate when we do find a deal. We tend to shoot it out to our clients <laughs> because that's just where our mindset yeah. is. Yeah. It's like you have to pick one or the other. You're either a real estate investor or you're a real estate agent. It, it, yeah. is, it is difficult to do you, both really yeah. well True. on a high level. True. It is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? No, I think you can do both. You can. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that you're taught, you know, like... When you get your real estate license, you're just doing the course, you're doing this, and then you just go serve people. Like, you're not taught the other side of investing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like there should be, I don't know, a class or something to be like, how to serve your clients, but also help you build your real estate portfolio as well. Well, I think you you would serve your clients better if, you if you're going that through the process yourself. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and we haven't done a good job with that. Honestly, so that will change. What What's your plan? Well, I'm reading the Millionaire Real Estate Investor book again. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it once. I uh, didn't really take it very seriously um, because we were just busy with sales. So now, not that we're not busy with sales, it's just it's a focus of mine. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where I think I'm, I'm mature enough to, to accept that opportunity. Sometimes there's just opportunities that are there, but you're not ready for them. And I'm, I just wasn't ready for the opportunity to own real estate at the time. So we've talked about that, and it's a partnership too. I mean, we have to be on the same page. Yeah, and we've talked so, about that in other podcasts. My my favorite saying is, "It's not my turn." somebody else's turn and whether someone agrees with that or not that I have to I have to realize that it it is our turn to do certain things and there have been other things that have been priorities for me in my life financially emotionally mentally that have taken precedence over um, that we are now in a different chapter I feel like it is now our turn to work on some of the things that we haven't in the past. And that is one of them. And I think it's, we're finally on the same page. Either you wanted rentals and I didn't, or I wanted rentals and she didn't. So, um, 
so finally we're in agreement that 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 is one of our purposes we need to start doing that i mean i just had a birthday yesterday i'm 44 i can't work forever so at some <laughs> point there needs to be some sort of exit strategy um so that you know we can continue to help people and i think that that fits in nicely. Yeah. Well, it just fits in nicely. That's the beautiful thing about real estate. It's never too late. It's it's always a performing asset. And so it's never too late to start your real estate portfolio. There are some instances in, in the world of finance and investments where it is too late. When you hit a certain age, you're just not going to catch up, right, with mm-hmm. retirement or whatever that might be. Um, but with real estate... It's never too late. Which well, the other is a thing gift. is too. The other thing is, I needed to convince myself that real estate was the right vehicle. Mm-hmm. So I have been searching for the last twenty-five years to find something better, and it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is real estate like the vehicle for you? There's there's so many benefits. There's just. There's tax benefits. There's someone else is paying down your principal. There's appreciation. Um, you're providing housing. You're actually providing a need for the community. Um, and then you're also learning, and you it, it's something that's teachable to other people, which is very important to me. So there's five huge um, benefits of owning real estate and owning investment properties that I don't know of any other vehicle that can do those things. Yeah. And not only that, a huge one is banks alone on it. Mm-hmm. That's what so, I was going to say. It's so, easily, it's a yeah. little bit easier to get into. It's accessible. It's accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And everyone in the world understands it as an asset. You're not having to convince somebody that it's an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than you know, if you go buy crypto or you go buy stocks or you buy businesses, things like that, generally you need a lot of money up front to either pay 100% or 50%. In real estate, you may need 20%, mm-hmm. you know, or even less if you structure it correctly. So, well, and as you grow on the mortgage side, and we've experienced a whole other side on the mortgage side. I have learned tremendously over the last couple years the tool that real estate can be for you. It's not just buying and holding and selling. You can, it works for you. And I have learned in this chapter that having assets that will work for you while you're here and are accessible while you're here on earth <laughs> is really important. And so far, Real estate's really been the only thing that I can see where you can constantly go back, have it work, readjust, you know, use it as a tool. Yeah. And that's that's huge for where we are in our life right now. Mm-hmm. How's that for an answer? <laughs> that was a really long answer. <laughs> well, I, I just know that it, it bugs you guys. Yes. Yeah. I, I, it I just does. gets under my skin. It does. Yeah. But when you when you reflect on it, it's not that we intentionally didn't. I think for me, we literally just, like you said, did not have the bandwidth to even think about adding something to our plate for 
the last 20 years. Because mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people who do listen to this podcast will understand, like, we live a very full life. Mm-hmm. And we are minute to minute. And I love that. It's the only way we know how to be. But that that make, that investing means making some space for that. And we just haven't had the space until yeah, now. Like, yeah, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't our turn. I mean, we had other priorities. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are times in our lives where we I spent two to three hours a day just on the road to take you guys to a school that we felt passionate about, that we thought, you know, would be a good foundation for you. We were responsible for other, for other kids getting there and, mm-hmm. you know, sharing those responsibilities. So two to three hours a day, I could have spent that maybe on learning how to buy rental properties or investment properties, but I chose to do something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. So now that you guys are older, you know, we've we've adjusted our lifestyle where now we have a little bit more time that we can spend on some other things. And maybe it's our turn now. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, like with like real estate, it's never too late to get into the game. Never too late. Never. Which is just mind blowing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you just and you don't even need that much work. Like, if your spouse has like an FHA loan, you can get in real fast with that with three and a half percent down. Or like, there's so many options in like the loan, like the loaning on it, hard money, like fixing and flipping. There's, like, there's so, so many, many people yeah. that are willing to throw money at you because to they purchase know it, that they it's understand. a performing yeah. asset. Yeah, you don't yeah. see anything like that, and it's just... Yeah. Well, we yeah. talk about that all the time. Like like Dad said, he has spent a lot of time finding a different avenue um, because that is a blessing and a curse for Dad, and we sure. realize that as he gets older, always fi- trying to find a faster or better Easier. way or more efficient way, and, and I think a lot of times that does pay off, but there are times where you're like, this, there isn't one. And I think that's what you've realized in real estate is that there just isn't one that's going. If if you just take just the industry historical standard of appreciation in real estate, it's about four percent a year. That and when you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's a that's a pretty highly performing asset with you not doing anything to it and it just sits there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the reality. That we've come to find. <laughs> well, speaking of the industry, what has kept you in real estate for so long? <laughs> the people. Well, let me clarify. Not all the people. My clients. <laughs> our clients. Um, our clients have kept me in it. Uh, and I think I've talked about this before. Just... There are days when there's actually a lot of days, especially now when you've been doing it as long as we have. There are days when I just am like, I'm done. I'm going to hang up my hat, <laughs> turn in my keys, because it, it it's a highly, highly stressful job. Um, but like I said, when I see my clients at the closing table or I see them posting pictures in their homes with their families and now so many of our clients are having babies and just and I get those little messages thank you we love our home you've made such a difference uh that's why I keep doing it because if I if if it wasn't for them and it was just agents and 
new people all the time, I would have quit a long time ago. Mm. I think real estate um, is challenging. And I like a challenge. It's hard. Um, in my 20s and 30s, I actually thought it was a little little too easy. It came easy to me in that I told you, I'm like, dang, um, this could be like this. I feel like I'm cheating. Mm. But when I sat down and, and looked at the things that I had to do are the things we had to do. And I really, I overlooked a lot of the sacrifices that we made, you know, um, answering our phone late at night, stepping away from dinner to take a phone call. Um, a lot of sleepless nights, stressing about, you know, someone possibly being homeless or, you know, figuring, trying to figure out solutions. Um, I overlooked that stuff in my 20s and 30s. In my 40s, I started to realize actually what we did. Mm -hmm. And that, it's not easy. It's not. So now when someone approaches me and says, hey, I want to get into real estate, I was being un untrue to them in my 20s and 30s. I was saying, hey, this is easy. This is all you got to do. You got to do these things. You'll be successful. No, it's not. It's not that easy. If you truly care about being the best that you can be in real estate and truly care about your people, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, so I'm a little more truthful when people come at me and say they want to enter the real estate business. Um, I tell them the good and I tell them the bad and I tell them the ugly. And it's up to them whether, whether it outweighs their, uh, whether it's an opportunity for them. Um, but would I do anything else? I spent 25 years trying to figure out what else I could be doing. And I just keep coming back to this and maybe this is my calling. So I've somewhat given into that. Well, we have that conversation a lot in that, you know, the days, I think it was, was it New Year's of last year, maybe? I sat you down and I said, I'm quitting. We need to figure out. We need to figure something out because I'm not doing this. It's been a rough. That market was extremely exhausting. Which is crazy because yeah. you talk to yeah. agents who, who got into the market recently and it's like the greatest time they've ever had and they made a ton of money and, and they were just busy and the market was hot, right? That It was a hot market. I wanted, I, I was done. It was the worst. The, 2020, 2021, and 2022, the early half of 2022, worst times ever in in my career. And I, I sat him down and I said, no, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I, I was getting abused by agents, things that were happening and that my clients were needing to do to secure properties. I could not sleep at night. I felt horrible about it. Um, and my clients lost out on a lot of properties because I just could not bring myself to have them play that game. Um, and I was done. And so we had that conversation and we we're like, okay, so we made a plan. We can do this. The next day, three clients called me, three past clients called 
and said, we need your help. We need to do this. We're thinking this. We're doing this. And so we joke about it. But literally every I said, the joke is, if we want new business, I need to quit. <laughs> because, because, and so yeah. for me, when we had that conversation of should we keep doing this, I just keep telling him, I'm like, if we weren't meant to do this, don't you think God would have made it really clear? Like, you know what, you guys, he would have put in all these obstacles and, you know, it just would be very clear that we should not be doing this. And it's been actually the opposite. Like we've looked for other things and ha- looked for other things to speak to us, and there's just nothing. It just always comes back to this. Do you, what? Why do you guys look for other things? Like we're fools. Because <laughs> you always think, oh, the grass is always greener over here, or there's a better opportunity, or your life would look different if you're doing this, and and yada yada yada. I mean, there's so many things that you know. We tell ourselves that I don't know. I don't know. Well, dad, sure again, not. dad, dad's dad's personality is just he's just always looking for a better way or the mm-hmm. best way. Yep. I look sometimes because I get emotionally and mentally just spent sometimes on this job. It because I and dad still tries to talk me. Like, you you need to you need to take it down a notch. You can't be this invested you you need to change and i just don't know any other way to do it but when my my clients are crying i'm crying at home and you've seen it like i it affects me i i get all in with my clients which is great but it's also it takes a toll sure and so that's why i look like is there anything else that i'm not gonna have this with we talked about it. I love making cupcakes, and I've been told that I make amazing cupcakes. I would love to do that. But when I think about the business part of it and looking at it, it's the same issues. But I just feel like here I can make a bigger difference in people's lives than making them smile a little bit with a cupcake. I mean, here I'm, I'm, I feel like, you know, I am a small piece of, of changing their lives and so that that's what makes it worth it for me. <laughs> what do you wish, in, like real estate, did better, like the whole industry? Oh, I wish our industry was more professional. Like that, my number one frustration in real estate is not even the transactions. It is the lack of professionalism among so many of my colleagues. Um, and don't get me wrong, I we have a group. We, you know, there's the good guys in our eyes. We're like, you've been in it. You do business well. You're professional. You answer your phone. You return your calls. You answer the emails. Um, but there has been such an influx of agents, and some have been great and are crushing it, and others have no business doing this. And I think that's what's frustrating to me. And I'm noticing even, you know, I was telling you guys, what, going through TikTok and stuff, If if you see realtors out there making videos or whatever the comments from the general public are horrible i mean i feel like it's become one step from lawyers and that we're not worth it we don't earn what we're paid we get paid too much it's it's all the things and for good reason they say that because the level of professionalism in the real estate industry has really gone down Mm -hmm. and that's frustrating to me 
I agree. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So when you when you said you were in your early twenties and thirties, I want to go back even further. How did you overcome the challenges of being an eighteen year old in real estate? Um, did you see it easy then? No. It was. I mean, it was easy in the way of. Um, you didn't have social media. It was just a different, I mean, when you called, I mean, we built our, our business on cold calling and um, the internet was really new. There's still newspaper ads. I mean, um, so a lot of that stuff, you could still contact people and you could have a conversation. Now you knock on somebody's door, they're scared to answer it. You. People do not answer their phones anymore. They all want to do everything through text and um, online and things like that. So it was just a different time then. It felt like it was a little bit easier to connect with people um, as it is now. I mean, now it's just, it's hard. Everybody has their guard up and for good reason. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you don't want to be scammed or um, you don't want to be uh, spammed. I mean... <laughs> What, could Ryan, what else could it be? Damn, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, but, but there's all these barriers that are up and people are afraid to really connect with people anymore because they've been let down or they've been screwed or they've been scammed. It's like, so you have to compete with that. And it's, it's just much more difficult now. Um, so I guess that's, that's why it's harder. But I think there's an aspect... Um, of it just you have to pay your dues there's no way to get around it like no matter when you were 18 19 years old trying to sell houses and people weren't taking you seriously no matter what he said or what he did it just wasn't gonna happen there are some people who just can't get over that barrier and like you said for good reason there are things that need to be learned just in life and whatever but as far as that challenge there's a large percentage of it where too bad, so sad. This is just how it's going to be. So you had to work three or four times harder to hit numbers that people twice his age were able to do. It was just a barrier that doesn't go away and there's nothing you can do about it other than work harder to get better quicker. Yeah. 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 Hmm. You had to build that trust faster. You had to... Show them that you cared even more. Um, and that's just, that's the skill set that you learn. Being available. Um, so doing all the things that nobody else wanted to do that was 20-year veteran in the business. You know, they're busy servicing their other clients. I wasn't so busy and I could service them well because maybe they were my only client. Mm. So that was my competitive edge. Hey, you can go work with this team and you you may or may not talk to the agent that runs that team or you have that relationship with. With me, you're going to talk with me and I'm going to handle everything from A to Z. Mm -hmm. So if that's the kind of transaction that you want, and I want to be your realtor for life. I don't see this as just a transaction as opposed to you, know, you may call somebody down the street and you're just a number. I want, I want like I said, be your realtor for life. So... If that's not the type of relationship you want to have, great. I understand that. 
but that's the type of relationship I want to have with my clients. So, Well, and there are a handful of people that we still communicate with on a regular basis that were there at the beginning. It's true. Yeah. And we appreciate, we appreciate them so much because looking back on now that we are veterans and seeing even you and Isaiah at the very beginning in the same sort of situation – understanding the gift that it was for some of those people to not have that mindset and put their trust in us just because of the people that we were, uh, was a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's why we've tried to instill in you. This is a relationship business and it's a, it's actually a relationship life. Everybody that you encounter with in your life, is an opportunity to have a relationship and you don't know if you ever get out of real estate and you go get a job and that that person on the other side of the desk that's interviewing you you may have had an encounter with them at one point and that may give you the edge or it may give somebody else the edge mm -hmm. to get that job so you treat everybody as a potential relationship and see where that takes you and then, yeah, so we have hundreds and hundreds of relationships with people out there, and we just happen to be able to have a skill set that if they have a need in anything real estate related, we've been blessed with the opportunity to be able to help them. But that is not the intention that we have relation. That just happens to be like, oh, by the way, if you need something, I can help you with this. Just like, by the way, if you need your hair done, this person can help you. That just happens to be what we've who our, we are. our vocation, it's right? Just it's, who, just, it's just who, who we are. We, are. we mm. also happen to know real estate. Yeah. If you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? Dad has a whole list. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's assuming that we would want to do it all over again. Yeah. Well, I said if you want to. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I get that question a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'd do it different. Because it got me here. Like right here doing a podcast with you. Um, so I wouldn't change it. Same. Yeah. We talk about regrets and I wish I would have but that one statement is just if one second of any of the last 30 years that we've been together had been different one of you might not be here or a relationship that we treasure might not be there so has it been messy and ugly and I don't I can't even begin to count the amount of mistakes that we've made but yeah, to answer you, like I would not change one thing. Yeah. It's probably not the answer you're looking for. I don't know. <laughs> no, but it's the honest answer. I mean, yeah. there are things that we wouldn't necessarily change in our lives, but we can see the impact that they can have, which is why we harp on you guys so much, um, especially from a financial point of view like we've made some really poor choices financially in in our past 
and we learned how to navigate through that and learned from that and be on a better path but there's a piece where that's why we are a little bit hard on you guys to say guys what do we tell you buy a house live in it two years then go like we've learned so that hopefully the road that you guys have are going to have your own mistakes but not the same ones that we've made and maybe it'll be a little easier for all of you <laughs> down the road yeah okay those are all the questions i had okay those great questions it's good yeah. this is a good, good podcast yeah yeah nice I'm gonna close it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is there I was, anything I else thinking, we yeah. need to talk about? Yeah, I was about real estate? Um, and I think just yeah, it, it, real estate really. in general. Like the other question that we're getting right now is, how's the market? What do you think is gonna happen? And it, we always like you joke. I wish I had a crystal ball. Um, and we actually had a meeting with a young person last night who was like, should I buy? Should I rent? Is now a good time? Mm. And we've discovered that the answer to all of that is, again, like we started with, it's always a good time to buy real estate as long as you do it the right way. Um, and no matter... Start, just start just as start. soon as you can. Yeah. Just start. Yeah. I think people get too stuck in their head of, oh, but what if this happens and what if and what ifs and yeah, what if? But I would rather have someone work through that together mm -hmm. than miss the opportunity completely. Uh, so yeah, with the market, I don't I don't know what it's gonna do. I I think we're pretty confident that it's not gonna crash. It's not gonna be two thousand. Real estate's gonna go to zero ever. Ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, we but, were talking about this the other day with the statistics. Yeah. Just when you pull the statistics, what did we say? How many homes are 99. selling every single day? 99, 99 homes 100, are selling. 100 homes, yeah. 100 homes are selling every single day still in the Denver metro area. So it's never at a zero. People don't run away from real estate. Um, so, yeah, to that I say, do it. Mm -hmm. Just start. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, with that question and your answer, um, I'll just end it off on there. Um, thanks for listening. See you yeah. next time.